everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bright with Elise podcast. I have two, <laughs> two amazing guests with me today, Brian and Megan Tab. What is up, you guys? Just uh, getting some free time out of the house. Yeah, because you just had a newborn baby. Yeah, six, six weeks old. So Man. it's crazy. Yeah. And Brian and Megan are newer to my life, to mine and John's life. Um, we looked for a church for like a long time, too long, a year, six months, nine months. Um, and then we walked into new church and the service ended and everybody started running around tearing down stuff. And we were like, what is going on? And then this man walked up to us and was like, hey, who are you guys? Saw you worshiping over there. My name is Brian. <laughs> and so that was Brian Tab. I don't know that I was at that level of excitement. It's uh, misleading if you have a picture in your mind right now. It, it wasn't quite as manly or as uh, extravagant as that welcome. But yeah, I did. It was okay. And you had you one guys. of your kids. This is maybe we, okay. You had one of your kids on the, on the speakers, and they were just you were playing with them on the speaker because you were about to roll it back because we're in a mobile church campus. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, our kids love to ride the speakers on the wheels. To, uh, we, we have to put all of our stuff in storage at the end of the day. So. Yeah, so that was like my first interaction with the tabs. And honestly, you I don't even know if you guys know this, but that's what did it for us. Like you, we walked into New Church, which is our church, and it was so welcoming. And every other church we'd been to, it was like, fill out this card. And we were like, okay. Um, we just wanted someone to say hi to us, you know? And so it was really cool that after the service, you came up and said hi. Um, several others at New Church came up and said hi. And that st- I walked out and I was like, no matter what else happened in that service, those people are welcoming. And they, they knew we were new um, and they like made a point. So thank you. I love that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, and Brian Tab is our worship leader at New Church. So how about you guys share just a little bit about who you are, um, what's going on with your family? Just share a little bit about you guys. Yeah, yeah. So um, I moved here to Winston-Salem uh, from Florida. My wife, Megan, moved here from Indiana. And we actually met at our church that you were just talking about, New Church. We met in a small group. Um, my wife fell madly in love with <laughs> me after I pursued her. Uh, Anyway, uh, years later, we have three kids. We just had our third and final, once again, final. um, (laughs) Let that be on record. (laughs) Because we said that after two. Yeah, yeah, so we have a five-year-old named Fallon, and she's really spicy. And we have a two-year-old named Finn. He's a blast. And then a zero-year-old named Dawson that's, uh, what, five weeks old now? Six weeks old. About six weeks. Yeah. And the, the verdict is still out on her personality. So <laughs> she might be spicy like her sister. We're how long does it take to that? find how spicy they're going to be? Oh, <laughs> I think their personality starts coming out around like four months, probably. I think that's when I remember fa- thinking about Fallon um, being maybe a little more than we could handle someday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what my parents think about me sometimes. Still, <laughs> it's a good thing though, right? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, and Brian and I get to lead worship together, which is very fun. Whoop, whoop. And I, one of my favorite things about Brian Tab is singing harmony with him. 
We can- Should we do some harmony right now? No, oh, God, I don't know. Uh, save it for the the. the we'll save it for the end. Yeah, you guys maybe. gotta wait. <laughs> maybe we'll do a little something at the end. Um, but it's so fun. It's like there's people that you flow with, and people that you really don't flow with. And Brian's someone that I like to flow with. My flow master. Yep. I don't. I don't know if you knew this, Elise, but uh, you and John came over for dinner. The night that you auditioned for the band. Oh, yes. And I had to go put the kids to bed, and then you guys all went upstairs to do your music thing. And (laughs) so I didn't hear anything that was going on. I just talked to Brian afterwards and said, how did it go? And he said... Oh, she's she's awful. And I was like, I was like, really? And he said, No, she's phenomenal. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's why he's been coaching me so much here recently. <laughs> no, we all know. If you didn't know, Elise is a phenomenal vocalist. Oh man, yeah. we don't know that on here. They need to hear. They only hear my talking. They need voice, to know. Which yeah, is which is also thing. great. It's also great. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. Um, <clears throat> so. There's a lot that you guys do. You both work. You have three kids. You both are involved in ministry as a job, but also as a service. Um, And so there's a lot more than just meets the eye with the tabs. And I asked you guys here because you're really good at creating and then also protecting boundaries in your family. Um, So through different interactions, you guys like appropriately say no. So We've hung out, obviously, multiple times. We, You guys have said no to us sometimes. We've said no to you sometimes. But I always remember when someone says no to me because I'm like, oh, they got something good there, you know? And so this episode's all about boundaries. I think um, in this season, we've talked about this in a couple episodes already, but um, it's kind of about protecting this internal space that God has given us. It's more than just um, the success ladder, it's more than just um, serving your heart out, literally. Um, it's more than just working yourself to death or saying yes to everything. Um, there's an element of taking care of ourselves and stewardship that is about protecting and saying no. Um, and so I want to ask you guys about that. Um, what's, what's that about of you guys protecting these boundaries in your family and saying no? Um, and what taught you guys to begin noticing a need for boundaries in your life? So we actually started talking about the whole concept of boundaries like really early in our relationship, well before we had ever talked about marriage or anything like that. Um, And it's all kinds of different types of boundaries um, based on just our life experiences. Um, The, I think the... um, biggest, most kind of predominant boundary that we have set right now for our family is related to time and just like saying no when people ask us to do things. Um, And we started doing that, I guess it was shortly after Fallon, our oldest child, was born. Um, So I I work full time uh, Monday through Friday. I have an office that's an hour commute Mm. um, one way. Uh, Brian works for our church, so he's working throughout the week. And then, of course, on Sundays. And then um, when Fallon was born, he was working. He was doing our setup team almost every single Saturday. So we really had no days that Mm. we were just 
completely off together as a family. So we decided that uh, we needed to be really intentional about how we spent like those in-between hours that we did have together. If we weren't going to have a full day, let's be really intentional about how we spend all the other time. Mm -hmm. Um, when you think about your week, like you talked about, you just shared a couple of things that you're engaging in your, your jobs, Brian having to serve on Saturday and Sunday. So like, if you actually literally put it in a calendar with hours and you start subtracting hours and sleep and eating and preparing food and having any type of conversation together, like your hours start to get to where there's like an hour, one hour each day to flex, if you will, especially with an hour-long commute and the kids and, you know, buffering time for emergencies. So I think that that's something that people don't actually think about is you actually are limited (laughs) with your time. You you really do only have 24 hours a day. Like, you have to sleep, you have to eat, you have to go to work, and you have to commute to work. And so at the end of the day, you're literally at the end of the day, you're stuck with these maybe two hours, maybe and they might align, maybe. <laughs> like for you guys, they don't even align on the weekend. So I think there's a very practical element of it too, Megan, like what you're saying of you really do like have this budget that's very low on time, especially for you guys in this season. Mm-hmm. So um, well, as we talk about boundaries, what, like let's define it a little bit. What do you guys, what are boundaries? Um, they seem kind of restrictive. When people hear boundaries, they can be kind of like, eesh. But what are they? Are they actually restrictive? So I can I consider boundaries to just be things that keep you going along the path that you intend to be on. Okay, that was good. So they might seem restrictive at first, but if you like look at the whole roadway infrastructure from like a bird's eye view, you're going to see everything that's ahead and everything that's behind you. And you're going to understand a little bit better why those boundaries are there. Okay, so you said... Can you say that part again, intent? I said boundaries are just things that keep you going along the path that you intend to be on. That you intend to be on. Yeah. Dang, that's good. I I wrote it down. I can send it to you. Okay. (laughs) It'll be in the show notes, people. Um, Yeah. So I think like that gives you a visual picture too. Yeah. Of like you're walking on this path and you have an actual... Right, some, for where you're going. Yeah, some destination that you want to get to. And so Brian and I talk a lot about what we want for ourselves as individuals, what we want for us as a married couple, what we want for our family long-term, things like that. And then uh, we kind of set goals and then we spend a lot of time talking about things that could interfere with those goals, things that might kind of get us off path and keep us from getting there and then try and make plans to prevent that from happening and those end up being various boundaries that we have to set yeah megan said it well i think talking about kind of like the roadway system Mm -hmm. and guardrails and boundaries and uh the bird's eye point of view it reminds me of a quote that i heard years ago that was um, based off of my past experiences my current circumstances and my future hopes and dreams Mm -hmm. what is going to be the wise thing to do right now 
because there's a lot of things that you could do that are good. Most of the things that that we tend to say yes to are good things. Right. We don't just blatantly say yes sure. to bad things <laughs> yeah. unless we're wild and crazy. Well, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but they may not be the best thing to say yes to, mm. or they may not be the wise thing, or they may not be the wise thing for a season to say yes to. Mm. So... Um, I had a question and then it left me. That made me think of one time, I think I was, I was like maybe moving somewhere and I don't know, this just came to my head, but I was having to like, I was having a conversation with someone about moving and they told me like, sometimes you have to say no to a good thing to say yes to a great thing. And that kind of sounds like what you're saying is like, yeah, there's a lot of good things. Playing, serving at church is good. Going to soccer for your kids is good, you know, and maybe it might not be the great thing that you need, you know? Yeah. Like, I think one thing that we have said no to you guys a lot on and other people is going to lunch after church. Yes. And that would, that's great. That would be awesome. Especially like a lot of times y'all go down to incendiary downtown. It's a fun little atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and we say no to that all the time because we know that our kids are just not going to do well with it. I think that goes back to what you're saying, Brian, of it's like a yes to me might look different than a yes to you. For for example, my past experience is different than yours. For the same exact event that we might be saying yes to, but I'm considering my past, my present. I don't have kids. Like I can go to lunch yeah. every Sunday after church and... Do <laughs> and it. I do. For sure do it. <laughs> and I get the crab wontons, okay? Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, those crab wontons. <laughs> Haka chow. Yes. They're Haka so good. Come visit me in Winston-Salem. And also to tag off what you said, you're in a different season of life than, than we are right now. And so your yeses are a little bit different than our yeses mm-hmm. right now. But also I think it's dangerous to compare yourself to other families or other people mm-hmm. that are even in the same seemingly That's such good. season of life that you are because the truth is we've got we've got some good friends other friends that we've had to say no to for for example let's run with the Sunday lunch thing that that we've said no to over and over again and yeah. they were in a very very similar season with young kids and their kids do great maybe their kids didn't wake up at six, six o'clock to get there right for an early morning setup at church or maybe their kids are just better behaved <laughs> than ours or maybe That's they're just possible. they're better parents than <laughs> yeah. us and we're going to listen to a parenting podcast in the future from Elise to figure out who bright, right parents. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's just, I really like what you said of like the, the past, the present, and the future. That we're like looking at all these things because at face value, of course we all want to say yes to going to lunch after church. Or maybe we don't. But, you know, that's a, a good yes. Um but there's so much more at stake. And I think that most people, it's almost like an ignorance of considering the more that's at stake, right? For example, you don't want to ruin your whole Sunday being mad at your whole family, including Brian, including your cats or whatever. And yes. We don't have cats. Brian is <laughs> not a pool. cat fan. Just kidding. I love your pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's just a lot, a lot there. Um so I think there's, and you alluded to this at the beginning, Megan, but many types of boundaries. Like I think a lot of times I think of boundaries pretty quickly as time or like relational boundaries. So obviously there's boundaries that John and I have set up as a married unit. Um, but what types of boundaries are there? And which ones do you guys, and maybe this can be individual or together question, um, find easier or harder to protect? 
So I think the first thing I think of, it's kind of a time boundary, but it's also kind of a mental boundary. It's we do it for our mental health. And uh, that is that we plan into each week where Brian gets a free evening and I get a free evening and we just go do whatever we want. So we could, you know, meet up with a friend for a beer, go get a pedicure. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I walk myself in my bathroom and take a bubble bath and watch Netflix. Like (laughs) whatever it is, I know I don't have to feed the kids. I don't have to put them to bed. Mm -hmm. So I can go, I can go do whatever I want. And I look forward to it like every single week. So in that regard, it's the easiest thing. But it can also be hard because like sometimes I'm at Target walking around drinking a Starbucks and I start to feel really guilty mm-hmm. about not being at home with my kids. And I'm like, they they probably need me. Like Brian does mm-hmm. not boil the water before he puts the macaroni noodles in. <laughs> you don't? And no. <laughs> Oh my! And I guess it's efficient. Like Finn is not gonna like his dinner tonight. He's not gonna like his macaroni and cheese. Like I have to go home mm-hmm. and take care of him, or um, like they Brian won't give them a bath. I bet he won't give them a bath. I better get home. Just all kind, just all kinds of stuff like that. I feel guilty. Not all of it, thinking that my husband is gonna underperform as a parent. <laughs> but <laughs> sounds a lot right like and it. right parenting coming right up. But like maybe they just maybe they just need me. And so in that regard, like I can feel really guilty. It's hard. I also sometimes feel like the mom guilt, like of other moms. Um, yeah. Somebody shared a post on Instagram a few months ago, and it was essentially talking about how self care was selfish when you're a mom. Mm. And there are all these moms commenting, agreeing on it, and I felt like I like, am I horrible for taking like oh, every Thursday evening to myself? But the truth is, like. You know, we mentioned we have a six-week-old, so we haven't really had free time since then because our house is chaotic right now Mm -hmm. and nobody is ready to, like, be alone with three kids. Although, thank you, Leah. She's with (laughs) our three kids right now. Um, But I had family in town last week, and so I was able to, like, get a little bit of time to myself and was able to go spend several hours with my sister on Saturday. And, like, the increase in mental health that I felt from that was amazing. Mm. I was nicer to my kids. I was a better mom. So I know it's important, Mm. um, but that's a challenge sometimes. So that's, that's kind of the first thing I thought about. Um, the second thing I thought about was, um, boundaries that we set with work. And so that, that can be really hard sometimes. Um, Brian's sitting here nodding his head. Yes. (laughs) So, um, as we mentioned before, Brian's um, in ministry. He's a pastor at our church. And um, when you are a pastor, you're like a pastor 24 yeah. seven. And so you're kind of on call all the time. If people have things going in their life, going on in their lives, um, you need to be there for them. And there's just different like stresses and challenges that can come with that role. You could probably do a whole series of podcasts just on boundaries. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think there's a podcast I used to listen to called Boundaries. Um, however, the, 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 handful that are on our radar. Um, we talked, she just talked briefly about work and that's multifaceted. Um, we talk about our time. Um, we also have relational boundaries Mm -hmm. and, uh, also financial boundaries. Those are ones that are, what are big to us. And, um, we can dig into this as much as you want or as little as you want, but relational boundaries, um, I think that was one of the that was one of the first boundaries that yeah. we talked about when we were dating. Um, 
I've just seen too many marriages mm-hmm. ruined because people didn't set good relational boundaries yeah. in their marriage. And Megan didn't want me talking about this too early in your podcast because people <laughs> would think that we're weird and we tune out. <laughs> but there are just certain boundaries we don't cross yeah. as a married couple. And so it, it sounds really weird, but I don't ride in a car with another woman alone. Um And uh, I don't put myself in situations where I'm talking about deep emotional issues with Mm -hmm. another one. Remember, I'm a pastor. And so those opportunities will present themselves and have. And so I don't get alone in my office and start talking about a woman's, you know, deep intimate needs that she's having in her life all under the the umbrella of the God card. pastorship, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just don't do it. Don't open up to that. I would instead partner her with a woman Mm -hmm. in our church that can can help her with that. Um, I don't. I'm not alone in the office with one person mm-hmm. of the opposite sex. And that sounds, some of that stuff just sounds really silly to people, especially in our culture. I think it silly. <laughs> and really weird, but that's just where we live. Um, Megan, back to Megan's analogy about the roadway systems, guardrails are not put on the edge of a cliff to keep you from going over the edge of the cliff. They're to keep you from getting anywhere near Close the edge. And so if we can have guardrails in our relationships that keep us in, not, not yeah. at the edge, but just keeping us way far away from it. Mm-hmm. That may be laughable to other people, but we live in a safe zone and there's so much freedom. It's not restrictive at all. It's freedom. Megan never has to worry about what's going to mm-hmm. happen with me at work. Uh, she doesn't have to, she just doesn't have to. Because she knows you're not going to be in a, alone in a car with a female for four hours of yeah. driving to Atlanta for a conference. Like yeah. there's none of that. That's cool. Um, what about the financial boundaries? Do you guys, do you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah. Yeah. We like talking about money. Uh, the, the money's <laughs> weird to talk about though. People don't care what you have to know about money <laughs> because it starts either feeling like inadequate or intimidated typically. Yeah. And, um, we are not, I wouldn't say we're, I don't, no one ever thinks they're wealthy. We don't, we don't think of ourselves <laughs> as wealthy, but we, we do think we're a good steward of what God's given mm-hmm. us. And we try to be wise with it we try to figure out what's going to be most important, what are yeah. our goals, what are our objectives, and kind of work backwards from what, yeah. our, what our goals are. And so we have, we don't spend freely. We put all of our money together when we started, when we, were, when we got married. And um, so we have one main checking account mm-hmm. that we work out of. And then we have like a certain allowance each week that we mm-hmm. spend. And it's a, it's a boundary, but it's a freedom boundary. Yeah. So instead of, you know, typically you have a spender and a saver in the yeah. relationship and the one that's a spender has no problem with doing it yeah. and the saver has a big problem with them right. doing it. And then also if the relationship's firing, at least on some cylinders, mm-hmm. the guy who's, I say the guy because it's always the guy, <laughs> whoever is the spender. It is the guy in my ears. Okay, well, with John, welcome to the podcast. Hello, um, but the, the guy who ends up spending or the spouse that ends up spending a lot more also has this level of guilt. Mm. Like I push the limit again. And so we have a boundary and we have a budget that we each get allotted and it's encouraged to spend that on whatever we want. Yeah. And so we can save that up or we can, you know, and so... That's kind that's of, cool. that's part of our financial. Do you want to talk more about money? I don't, I don't think people want to hear it. What do you think? Let's go to the calls. <laughs> Phone let's friend. go to the phones, everybody. Vote um, Brian and Megan Jeff. <laughs> I oftentimes think of boundaries as like relational or time. But, you know, recently I've been thinking about, um, you know, what am I choosing to what kind of conversations am I choosing to engage in? Like my job can be very 
very draining if I let it. So I have to put like almost like emotional boundaries right? so I don't get so invested in my people's lives that I am like, at the end of every single day, you know? And my bad days are the days that I let that boundary down and I get way too emotionally invested in Mm -hmm. them, you know? So I think there's like, there's so many different types that I would encourage all of you guys to think through of like, hey, which ones are, what are pain points? What are your pain points right now? And um, what boundary might be being crossed at this point? Where might you be on the cliff rather than in the safe zone? So, um, so let's talk about how it how it actually protects us. Um, obviously, we're talking a lot about managing our internal world a lot on the podcast, and you can't you literally cannot do that without boundaries. So, how would you guys say that boundaries protect what you value in life? So, you know, we got carried away talking earlier, and I kind of gave my answer to this already. <laughs> That's okay. There's a cheat sheet going on. We d- we prepared. There are for no this. notes we- in front of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we didn't, one of us would end up just talking the whole time, and you know. Um, I-, I would say one one way that boundaries protect. Um, that they protect what we value in life is that whatever is, um, I guess one way uh, I wrote down earlier that problems yell. Those things that are all the problems in your life, the things that seem most important, they're the loudest. That's good. And they're always in front of you and they're always demanding your time. And so I don't boundaries, intentionality, goals, uh, Google these words. Uh, these are, yeah. you know, the, these are, these are all kind of flow in together here. And if you're not intentional with your time, your time will tell itself where to go. And so, um, I'm, I'm trying to get better about even, even recently about structuring my week mm-hmm. so that the things that, that have real exclamation points on them in my week yeah. get done up front and early on That's and then the, leave the margin for later in the week. Because in my job, I, I'm not sure you know how everybody else does life, but in my job, every week Sunday is coming and everything is working. It feels like it's working towards a Sunday yeah. service and then all this life gets to happen in between. And if I'm not careful, um, whatever seems or feels like the most important or the big pressing need, like right now we're in the middle of a massive building mm-hmm. project where we're, we're renovating a movie theater here in Winston-Salem, the old Carmike Theater, and we're right at the end of it. And this, man, I tell you what, I've never done this before, um, but myself and our lead pastor Matt are just in the trenches every single week and it yeah. seems like something is the new big thing yelling at us and demanding our time <laughs> and so it, you know there will be seasons in our life where um, where there are things like this that are maybe a little bit out of our control and it's just going to be a few more months and then it's over so let's get it right now let's let it de- yell at us let's let it yeah. demand our time but in a normal flow in a normal season with your normal rhythms figure out what those are figure out what your non-negotiables are and put your foot down on them schedule if you need to if you need time in the day schedule a meeting with yourself that's good so that because I need time to prepare for things in my week. I need time to work on things in my week. And that way, if someone's asking me for my time, I'm sorry, I have a meeting and yeah. it's a legitimate time. It's not that you're less important, That's but good. I've got this time and this time working available. I would love to fit you in right. to that. Can we do that? Can we make that work? If not, let's look at next week kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I think it's, um, my boss actually talks about this. He says like, you can say you value something, but 
it's what you're actually prioritizing with your time that's what you really value. So if you value being liked by everyone, but you're not willing to say that, because, you know, that's what you're actually spending all your time is just like people pleasing or saying, sure, yeah, I'll be there. That's what your value is. It's not whatever else it might be. Um, And so I think it's like, maybe look at your time and your mental energy and your emotional state, and, and then you'll actually see what you're placing value on, you know? And that's like a pretty sobering thought because I can say I value time with John all day long, but if I'm not spending time with him, I don't actually value it, you know? That's like a contradiction. It doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we have to stop frequently um, and kind of evaluate all of that, all of that. Um, sit and have a conversation about what our goals are and things and then make plans to prioritize the stuff that's important, prioritize mm-hmm. what's important. Yeah. So that's a go ahead. I was going to say just to tag onto that and talking about goals with Megan is some of the most fun that I have had in our marriage, whether it's about our financial goals and how we want to be generous in the future, whether what we want our kids to look like and sound like and the character that we want them to have, what we want our family to be known for, all of those things that is... That is the most fun. So if you're out there and you're struggling through trying to figure out something to talk with, talk about your spouse with, with go set some goals and get some yep. help with your lift like me. Sorry. <laughs> something that might make it as fun as it is, is a lot of times it occurs on date night where we're mm-hmm. sitting at a bar and you know how people like make out plans for like their future business. Or they make out. <laughs> or make out. Day, Megan. <laughs> make, plan- <laughs> make plans for like a future business on the back of a bar napkin. We like write out plans for yes. our family and goals and stuff like That's that. That's so and cool. It's a good time. Yeah. John and I tried to like every, we did it last year and I think the year before, but go for like a weekend Mm-hmm. And do like a, my parents call it a workation. <laughs> I think Aww. it's cute. But they go and they create their goals and they kind of like recenter yeah. and they think about their year and yeah. what's coming. And that's, that's like a so really important. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. idea if you're able to and if you, if you have the time or if you need to make the time, hi, um, to go do that <laughs> might be a good thing. So this is kind of a good little segue. And this, I don't know how long it'll take for you guys to talk about this, but how do you guys agree on what your boundaries should be? That rhymed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or do you, like, does someone come up with it and be like, I think this should be a boundary. And the other one is like, okay, we can talk about it. Or what do you guys think? Well, you you heard Megan say something earlier on um, talking about her, her father. And uh, this is certainly not a bash session because her dad is amazing. Yeah. Um, and we, we both are extremely blessed to have both sets of parents in our life and to, um, and to really love our parents. And they mm-hmm. actually spend time and love each other. Um, but both of our parents were in ministry mm-hmm. growing up. My dad was a missionary. My parents were missionaries to West Africa. And um, a lot of my pivotal like middle school, high school years kind of revolved around them gearing into that season and raising funds to, to do that. And Megan obviously has an even longer frame of her life where like that's like all she ever knew uh, up until just a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that was really easy for us to agree on some non-negotiable boundaries for yeah. our family because we saw um, we saw sometimes a good thing take place of a bad thing. And, and if you're listening and maybe if you're a believer and, um, or Jesus is a part of your life. And that can sound like 
what we're saying is that our family is more important than Jesus. But what we are saying is our family is more important than a church job. Mm -hmm. Jesus, us, our kids, then the church yeah. is is the the hierarchy. There. Yeah, especially for someone who works, like you said, a church job. I think that's such a key. And even, um, you know, sometimes we can get stuck in the volunteerism of this world, like in the name of good and even mm-hmm. Jesus sometimes, when it's like maybe ripping your family apart, you know, and you can go, you should go home and have a date night instead. So, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the most important things we've been, tasked with as Christian parents is raising our children well, uh, raising them into people who are um, going to love God. And we have to prioritize them and and um, really put the time and effort into those relationships with our kids. Mm-hmm. And the uh, as far as how do we agree, you know, not only do we have a kind of a similar starting point with ministry backgrounds, but I would say that as you set some type of boundaries in your life and you see a payoff for yes, it, it becomes good. like a it becomes like a win. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a little easier to set another boundary yeah. that you you now see clearly is important because you saw it win before. And when you start getting some of that, um, those successes and uh, compounding interest of yeah. relationships in, it just gets easier and easier to set them. Not that we just love rules, but we love <laughs> things that work. Okay, yeah. that's good. <laughs> but what, like when people don't respect your boundaries and <laughs> I think this is like more of my, you'll see my value of like actually people pleasing, which comes out more than the boundary value sometimes. But how do you deal when people are like, what, the t-? you know, if people are like, the tabs are so boring. No one's ever said that to me, by the way. <laughs> I just said that so bad. You would understand if somebody but, said that. I, the tabs are amazing. That's why they're on the podcast. Um, but like, how do you deal with that? You know, and so when there's like, you know, because I've been told to my face, because John and I really like to protect our Sundays. We go to lunch with friends and then we we don't schedule anything on Sundays. And it's like this big thing for us. But people like comment about it. And I'm always like, eh. and I know I should not think. I, should, I know I shouldn't care what they think. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I have to get over that. But like, how do you guys deal with that when people are like, okay, I don't know. So I just took the microphone to say that I'm totally like you, Elise. I'm a people pleaser. It's hard for me to say no. Brian's much better at this, so I'll let him answer. (laughs) Well, when it comes to like dealing with people that are not okay with your boundaries, first of all, you don't owe them an explanation. Yeah. You really don't. Are you sure? You don't. You don't. But... um, I, I always feel like it's best to to do that as well, to tell them why or to explain it. Um, you explained that to me about um, after lunch. Well, or after I th- church, I think if you if you feel like you have a relationship that that is worth investing into, but you have to set boundaries that feel like you're just saying no as far as what they're hearing. They don't they don't know your life. They don't understand why necessarily you have all these boundaries. You may not know them on that level yet, but you're mm-hmm. having to say no to them. I think uh, it all helps to lead with the why like like I'm so sorry our kids are you can you can you can explain the why is big and is in depth or as little as you want yeah but just leading always leading with the why this is why we don't do that I'm so sorry or, or even telling them hey you know what 
Like for example, the Sunday, back to the Sunday afternoon lunch thing, yeah. because we do eat lunch on Sunday. It's just at home, but back to that, <laughs> so that, is, that is not a forever. Meal. No, that yeah. is a boundary, a seasonal boundary for mm-hmm. us. So for the season of life that we're in right now, we say no to that almost mm-hmm. always, but it won't always be that way. And if people don't respect that, mm-hmm. especially after hearing your heart, after hearing the why, and they're just pushing, um, I would, I would ask bigger questions like, what is their motivation? Like, what are they trying to get out of this? And is this relationship really a good fit? Should we really be pursuing a relationship with these people? Does that sound like a jerk just now? No, it's Mm. fine. Yeah, you do. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I think that's like, I understand that. I understand that. So I think I need to practice that. Basically, thank you, John, for keeping me under control a little bit there. Something that Brian has had to tell me over and over is that no is a complete sentence. Like you said, you don't (gasps) owe anyone an explanation. (laughs) No, period. But it's still hard to get those two letters out. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's a lot there. Um, And I think, like, for me, I put this kind of on our little notes here, but being okay with letting people down. Like, at the end of the day, it kind of goes back to the value thing. Is my is my value not letting people down? Because if so, I got to be a yes man, you know? But if my value is like slowing down, aligning myself with the Father, whatever, it's easier, you know, to say no. Yeah, and um, I think I'm stealing a lot of my quotes from the same source, but um, <laughs> also heard someone say once that do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. So as far as you go, you're a people pleaser and you want to say yes to everyone. You may not be able to say it all the time, but do do for one person what you wish you could do for everyone. Mm. You're not going to be able to be a please everyone. So you do have to pick yeah. and choose. Otherwise, you're just going to gas yourself trying to do it. Yeah. And then no one wins and you're just completely depleted at yeah. the end of it and, and worthless. So invest in, you know, just figure out what's most important. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that involves asking yourself, okay, what relationships around me are, are the worth the most investing into and I'll say yes to some things with them and you know in different seasons you know if you and John move into the kids season later on Mm -hmm. you end up saying no a lot more and (laughs) then you come back out of that season and say yes a lot more and I I envision that's how it's going to go for me and Megan um in podcast bright with Elise episode (laughs) 923 928 come back then guys yeah and this is a little bit of a curveball statement so if you guys want don't want to answer that's fine but I was thinking about like, you know, the purpose of the boundary is like there really is like this believer framework for it because when we slow down enough to like remember and protect our our boundaries, which are protecting our values, our values are, are and can and should be aligning with that of like the Bible, the Father, um, His Word. And so it's cool because the boundary like, really does protect that alignment. And I think for me, I find myself in seasons of too busy or when John and I are just like yelling at each other all the time or whatever, it's because I'm not protecting that alignment with the Father. And I think that the boundary allows that to happen. So just like the safe zone of your marriage, like the the whole conversation of boundaries is protecting the safe zone of the relationship with God as well, you know? And that's a cool thought because it's like, okay, cute, make boundaries, yeah. But this is like actually protecting your spiritual health too. I think um, it protects it for me. And whenever I am in a spot where I'm going too fast, the boundary I need to 
put in place to slow down so I can like re-engage with the father, you know? Um, so I think that kind of brings some purpose back to the conversation. Yeah, um, definitely. That's really good. You want to talk on it? I can talk on it. Um, yeah, I would, I would say that when we are firing on all cylinders or more cylinders spiritually, our boundary builders are better. That's like, good. Like they're, it just, it makes more sense to us. We get less frustrated with each other, mm-hmm. especially in the seasons. I remember when, when you're trying to build boundaries, you're just, when your relationship with God's not what it should be, we get agitated easier. Mm-hmm. We don't function as well as a couple. Yep. Uh, we're not praying together. Like that's, that was another thing that we kind of go through seasons where you come back to building prayer goals mm-hmm. with each other for the year. And when we're not, like those, those kind of things unify you as mm-hmm. a couple. And, and I think it does feed into boundaries. I don't know that I would have had thought about it until just now, <laughs> but I, I do think it factors in. Yeah, that's cool. Megan, any thoughts? I think I'm going to think on that for a while. <laughs> that's something really good for us to walk away with. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone, as people are walking away from this pot, from this episode and someone like, I mean, even for me, I'm processing through, okay, another what's another one I need to add um or someone that's wanting and or craving a life that's like more in control and more aligned and wants to start creating some of these boundaries what would you guys tell them like where should they start what conversations should they start to have or um thoughts should they start to think through as they as they practice this So I think the best place to start is just to figure out what your priorities are and then to set goals for those. So um, for us, kind of the underlying theme has been our family. And so what goals do we have for our family? And it might be something as simple as just being intentional with bedtime routines. Um, Brian... like makes a point to pray with the kids every night before they go to bed. Um, He's ordered countless like um, Bible stories for kids off of Amazon (laughs) that we'll read with them and stuff like that. Um, So we can be intentional about those things. Um, That's not really setting boundaries. You know, it kind of is because we're creating that time and that Mm -hmm. space and making sure that we don't let other things interfere with that. Um, But set those goals and then put boundaries in place to kind of keep you on that path to reach those goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, boundaries, goals, action steps, it all flows together because a a boundary is, is something like don't go there. Action steps is go there. Yeah. So it, so it, it works together. Um, it, I mean, it totally works together with that, but the, um, the looking at your life and figuring out what is most valuable, what is most important. There's a whole lot of things you can pursue. Right. Um, what is, what is going to be most important and come together, whether you're an individual, you're, 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 um, you're single, whether you're married, whatever, you've got a family dynamic that's unique, whatever it is, get together and figure out what are non-negotiables, what is the most important thing, what do we want to be known for, Yeah. and then start working backwards. Okay, how do we achieve that? And I would also say... Like, okay, first of all, it's a huge honor to to be asked to talk about this because there's so many people in my life that I know that are way way better at this than we are. However, um, we 
what whatever whatever good you may see in us on these boundaries, it all started with really just one boundary. Mm-hmm. So just figure out the one most important That's thing good. and start with one and do attainable steps and mm-hmm. just step into it one at a time and come back and evaluate it and realize the value of it. Yeah. Yeah, and there might, you can even think about time time things. So maybe it's re, you reevaluate every quarter and just set a reminder in your calendar to say, okay, how did this go? Even if you know if you're single, if you're with somebody or have a family, just think about, it. ask them, how did it go? Hey, how, did you see any change in me? Um, and just do like a mental and uh, whole evaluation, a three sixty evaluation of yourself mm. to figure out, you know, did that work? And then do another one, add another one, um, invite some accountability into it. I think there's so much opportunity, but it starts with intentionality. So I am so grateful to have the tabs today on the podcast. Um, any other thoughts on boundaries or time or anything? I'll say one as we were, uh, as we were sitting here kind of preparing and looking at the, the, the preview notes that you sent over to us of what we're going to discuss today. Uh, we came up with, an, I think, a new boundary that we're going to be discussing oh. and figuring out a rhythm for our family. Uh, it's tech boundaries. Okay. Um, we found ourselves like, okay, this is this is me. My wife does the lion's share, first of all, of our, um, you know, being a great, incredible mother to our new six-week baby Dawson. That's her name. She's so um, cute. And she's adorable, yes. But I found myself the other night, you know, this one in a million time where I'm the one putting her down or, or yeah. trying to help her sleep. And I found myself pulling out my phone out of the pocket and setting on the nightstand so that I could access it easy after I was holding her. And I was sitting there holding her. And after I made sure she had milk and I was sitting there rocking her, then I pulled my phone out and I just started flipping around. And, uh, and another thing and I'll come back to that, but the other day I was out back with my kids and it was a perfect weather day mm-hmm. and they were out there on their scooters on this deck that we have in our backyard and they were playing, having a blast. And I pulled out my phone and it was just a text that started it. But I don't know if your thumb does this Twitch thing. As oh, soon as you're done gosh. with the text, it twitches to Instagram. Oh, it's, or it's just a weird Facebook, muscle that's whatever, new. <laughs> TikTok, whatever it is, it, it switches. And that's what happened. And then I got lost in a different world when like... Like, I don't know how many days I get with my kids out there like that. Like, yeah. why would I do that? And so, um, yeah, it was kind of, it was really convicting reading through this, just um, how we choose to spend our time mm. and how tech can pull away from it. So we've got to figure out some new tech boundaries <laughs> and my wife wants to go full Amish, <laughs> right, babe? Oh, uh, I would never survive. <laughs> our power goes out frequently in our Ours neighborhood and it is rough. It's not so it. no. Uh, but yeah, as we were talking through this, I told Brian, you know, we started talking about this whole technology boundary thing. I said, I've thought multiple times, like if I ever had this like Ebenezer Scrooge moment in my life where like some, like the ghost of Christmas past comes to me in a dream and takes me back to like this time in my life right now when I'm like sitting in my kids' room with them and I'm on on Instagram and my daughter is sitting wow. on the floor playing with Barbies and I'm not doing it with her or they're like riding around on their scooters out back and playing and having fun and I'm like my mind is somewhere else I feel like you know 
when my kids are grown and out of the house, I'm going to look back at those moments and like kick myself. Like why wasn't I on the floor playing Barbies with her yeah. and, and things like that. But it's so easy. Like I keep my phone on me because I want to take pictures of my kids. Mm-hmm. I want to take videos when they do something cute. But then it's so easy to get tied uh, up yeah. in Pinterest or Facebook or whatever it is yeah. and just lose track of time. So we are both in agreement. You asked us how That's we good. agree on boundaries. A lot of times we're already in the same mindset when That's we come good. to talk about things. So we're both in agreement on that one already. That's cool. Yeah. What a cool takeaway from even you guys coming to share. Um, so thanks for sharing about that. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you about it, you know. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Hold us accountable. Liz. I will. Um, so the, I'm kind of starting this new thing in season two of what's something that you've been challenged by recently and what's something that's making your life brighter right now. So it can be very stupid if it needs to be or it can be very serious. So... What so is I think making you challenge. I think that is our challenge right now. As we went through and talked about this, our challenge is to um, to stop being on our phones so much, stop using technology yep. so much. So that's a challenge for us. Um, what is making our life brighter right now? Can I can I answer it for you? Brian can answer it. Ted Lasso. <gasps> oh gosh, we. I loved it. <laughs> We've watched, we've, we're almost finished with two seasons and seriously like a week. Um, it's so good. Like this kids. is Ebenezer Scrooge. You should have said your daughter, Dawson. <laughs> that was my first thought. This is she is. She is. <laughs> yeah, I love Ted Lasso too. I'm on season two, influenced by my boss. Shout out to it's, watch it. It is such a good, it's like such a good feel good show. Oh, gosh. We've always talked about parenthood <laughs> as being the best like feel good show we've ever watched. I feel like, Ted Lasso gives you those same feelings. Oh gosh, I know. With a, with a few more cuss words thrown Couple in there, more but bombs. Yeah. What's your favorite cuss word that they say in that show, babe? <laughs> Oi. Oi. <laughs> and then the word that follows it, which starts with the fourth letter of the alphabet, the fifth letter of the alphabet. I was about to say. <laughs> I have a serious mommy it's brain six. right now. It's six. <laughs> Oh, it's the sixth letter. Oh, my goodness. Y'all take the microphone away from me. Hey, I would have been impressed if you had gotten that. Number four. (laughs) (laughs) That fast. I was like, oh, that wasn't the cusser I was thinking of. That's funny. Well, thank you guys so much. Y'all are amazing. To everybody that's listening, go make your boundaries and hold tight to them and don't try people, please. And we'll see you next time. Oi. Oi.